Hey, Cubs fans, we are back with another episode of the 108 Bricks podcast. I am Curtis Koch. I'm Dylan Buckwitz. Um We're here earlier than we expected, but yeah. um, as of recording right now, we're in an interesting spot because um, it's not nothing is official just yet, but we wanted to get on to record to make sure we have our reactions accordingly, and it's it definitely kind of recordable, worthy news, um, at least, that... Um, the non-tender deadline uh, is quickly approaching, about an hour away now uh, from that. But it was basically reported that the Cubs are, well, obviously they're going to tender Chris Bryant uh, to be expected. But a couple of non-tenders on the list go to Albert Elmora uh, and Kyle Schwarber. Now, uh, Albert Elmora, I think, was expected. If it was just him, we probably wouldn't be recording right now, to be honest. Um, but the Kyle Schwarber news, uh, comes, uh, quite a bit of surprise for, um, really anyone. And it was funny. Cause I think even the last episode I was talking about how Schwarber would have trade value depending on what happens with the DH in the league. Um, now he doesn't have any trade value at all. If this turns out to be correct. Yeah. And the other thing is too, is that Schwarber was a guy that was brought up on a lot of um, previous trade discussions. I mean, you go back to 2016, he was a guy that was um, rumored to be possibly in the Aroldis Chapman deal. Instead, the Cubs gave the Yankees Glaber Torres and, uh, and the rest is history. And I mean, obviously Schwarber's performance in the playoffs, I mean, game seven in particular, he had that leadoff uh, base hit, then pinch ran for, or Albert Almora, I should say, pinch ran for him. And then next thing you know, Almora scores the, uh, at the time, game-winning run. Um, and then his 2016 year was just unforgettable because he played two games. He tore his ACL and LCL, had surgery in rehab. He was out of that in five months, went to the Arizona Fall League, returned for the World Series, and he batted 412 in the World Series. Two RBIs, three walks, and a stolen base, and, of course, got the ring out of it, too. Um it's just Not an interesting bad. sort of thing because, you, like you mentioned, Dylan, with the the fact that the National League this year is going to be having the designated hitter, you would think that the Cubs would maybe have kept him and then maybe decided to possibly flip him at the deadline so you wouldn't have gotten nothing out of it. But the I guess the financial cost just seemed not worth it for the Cubs. And I'm, I'm wondering if this is yeah. heading towards a path that, you know, we talked there, about last week how Jeff was like, just taking over. There's two red flags that come up there for me. Like one, it this was supposed to be like because he's been Schwarber has been the talk of trades since honestly 2015. Yeah. Um, when they had him, um, his position was going to be an issue. He he came up through the system as a catcher. Um, the Cubs already had catchers. They didn't really know what they were going to do with him. He was a big guy who had tons and tons of power. Um, and right off the bat they were saying well this is a guy you can get prospects for or, or get something big for with trading him to an american league team and using that team can use him as an as a dh and years went by nothing happened obviously the injury came to be in 2016 and he still showed he had lots of power and hitting capability in the world series and those talks came back again and still nothing and they held on to him they repurposed him he became a mediocre outfielder and basically now his with that his his numbers went down obviously last year he batted this last season he batted 188 250 batted 250 in a full season in 2019 to only 238 in 2018 with very subpar numbers uh 
defensively uh, in the outfield as well. And at this point, you kind of start asking yourself, well, why are you not going to pay him this year? Like, what if we're going to stick with him through all of these years where he was bad? Why now are you just choosing to non-tender him? Um, which kind of leads into the second red flag, which is if this is a non-tender, like, what does it mean for the Cubs budget this year? If they don't have, like, unless there's some crazy scouting reports that just say Schwarber completely isn't worth it or they have an outfielder in mind that they want to get on um, or already have signed, like, basically and for that matter what what's the reason of dropping him other than money at this point and what does it mean now for the rest of the team in terms of any free agent signings or even potential extensions down the line the the only thing i can think of that would make the most sense for letting him cut off is if they decide to go into the free agency market and get some different offensive bat i mean jed hoyer said in his in his uh, introductory press conference that the offense is going to look different this year and, uh, you know, Pro- Shorber's been one of those guys where he had the power. I mean, his monster home runs in the playoffs in 2015 and, and sometimes just in general were just unreal to to witness. Um, but ultimately, when you come down to a team that you put the same lineup out there year after year after year and the results have been on the, the down for those last three years, you got to make a change. And I think this was one of the things that Jed Hoyer probably maybe philosophy wise, maybe thought it was a different route than what Theo was. Cause Theo was a big, big Schwarber guy, but letting Schwarber go at this point now, um, it just seems so pointless. It just seems, yeah, it, it seems a little pointless, but th- there's a lot of other questions to it. And I, I wonder what the real reason will be behind that. And that'll be something I'm sure Jed will have to, answer at justify. some point and like and yeah, it, yeah it's it's a risk tendering him again and keeping him on the team um especially if he doesn't perform before the trade deadline and you're now looking at basically dead weight in terms of hitting and and fielding um from that matter but if you've stuck with him for this long why would you not stick with him again uh, especially when you have the team control and and the power over it and just let it go to free agency especially in a time where like the the state of the team is very much unknown um, honestly, the state of baseball is very much unknown how it's going to uh, play out. And mm-hmm. it just kind of, it, it really just does not make much sense from a reactionary standpoint with it. Um, and I, I just am sitting here wondering like what the next step is going to be. Obviously there, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of free agents out there. Um, but what fits in the Cubs budget, what fits into the needs uh, of the team at this point, we haven't gotten much insight. We haven't heard much from anyone, really. They they still need a GM at this point uh, before I yeah, start to exactly. really, yep. really look towards anything else, at the, um, uh, any other moves that they're going to make. So what the next steps are going to be, I, I really don't know. Yep. Um, but this one definitely seems weird. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what <laughs> if like the the one thing was we saw the Almora one coming. I think that was kind of a given. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I, I'm just more so surprised that you kind of expected stuff like this to kind of come around. And I I guess my my whole thing is is that when it comes to Schwarber, I get it that maybe you wanted to see what would happen with him. But ultimately I think the last few years kind of proved it. And I think really he, he's never been the same guy 
since he tried being the leadoff guy in what was that, 2017? When he was trying Something to be the like leadoff that. guy, when Joe he basically Madden... repurposed his entire build to be an outfielder instead of a catcher. Yeah, and then he, but then Joe Madden tried making him the leadoff hitter, and the plan was is to have Madden have the lineup be Schwarber, then Rizzo, then Bryant as your one, two, three punch. And the the theory was that you know starting pitchers are going to be shaking in their cleats, thinking of having to face these three guys. But ultimately, what it proved is that Schwarber just wasn't the offensive player that we thought he was. And when he got sent down and then called back up, he did improve a little bit than his first half numbers, but he never broke above really 250, I want to say, after that moment. And I think that was just – I'm not blaming the, the decision to make in the leadoff hitter the, the sole reason why this is the reason why we're cutting him, or the Cubs are cutting him, I should say. It, I think it's, it's a, it was the first example of the writing being on the wall – that Schwarber wasn't going to live up to the to the offensive force that we thought he was going to be, that we thought he was going to be in 2015, and then when he came back in 2016 in the World Series in his playoff performance, I think that was more so telling of, the like I said, the writing on the wall that he's just not the guy that we thought he was going to be. And, I mean, he's not the only one from that draft class. The White Sox just uh, non-tendered Carlos Rodon, who has picked the slot above Schwarber in the, uh, um, in the 2014 draft. So there's just a lot of options here, and we're obviously expecting this to be a relatively quick episode if you're listening to this, but it's just more so of the fact that where is the team going to go from here? Are they going to go through free agency? Are they going to decide to trade? I would assume that there's going to be some options out there for the team to to explore. And the thing is they don't have the farm depth to uh, to go after it. The, out of the top 100 prospects, the first Cubs prospect that pops up is Braylon Marquez, who's a left-handed pitcher, and he's ranked 63rd in the top 100 prospects in baseball. And then Brennan Davis, who's an outfielder, is at 72 in all of baseball. <laughs> so there's not a lot of top-tier talent that you can think of, oh, we let no, you don't have. Yeah, you don't have someone coming up the farm ready yeah, to fill we're, that we're gonna void. Call, and we're so... going to call up like a, a Jared Kalenic from the uh, Seattle Mariners or Christian uh, Pash or Pache from the Braves. Those are some of the next two outfield prospects that are – up and coming that could make a, a difference on this team. They just don't have that. Ultimately, yeah. that's what I, I it's guess come like down to. in the end, if this is an indication for anything, it does make me think they're really going to be focusing on the outfield in terms of talent that they're looking for um, and yeah, players think... that they want to sign with that. Like we didn't know they were going to be looking for players specifically in the hitting category. We didn't know if Chris Bryant was going to go, if they were going to potentially be looking towards the infield or even maybe looking more towards the bullpen. Um, on that front and frankly they have some pieces in the bullpen they can work with and, and build around so there there still will be some pitching signings yeah um from the team but it's starting to look uh, on my end like you you kind of have that you have that one solid piece in right field with jason hayward um and i we're gonna have totally new faces now in both center field uh and well maybe not center field with hap but i was gonna say uh, I think left field is be... definitely going to be the play um on that point hap obviously won't be like he'll be most likely the starting center fielder with the performance that he had last um season uh with the up and basically the comeback really um but it's going to be left field that they're going to be looking at it wouldn't surprise me if they start to look into some hitting as well um and potential defensive replacements for late games um 
also with Almora being gone, but the outfield seems to be the place where they're looking to improve the most on. This well, and, and not to forget that if they, since they're keeping Chris Bryant from what the indications can be, Chris Bryant could play left field. And in that case, you could have Bryant maybe be your left fielder until I can get a third baseman. Unless, yeah, and then you would have maybe David Bodie play <laughs> third base, or maybe you go after a, you know a Justin Turner or something like that in the off season. I, I don't know. Any there's there's a lot of different angles that they could take this. Um, it's ultimately just going to come down <laughs> to what they're. Long story is. short, we we don't know. We wanted to just give you our or, reactions. To or they it. trade somebody and they get their replacement back in a trade. There's a ton yeah. of options here, but we just wanted to get an episode out and just kind of do a quick breakdown, uh, a quick bite, if you will, on this whole thing. And uh, it's just going to be a play it by ear situation. And uh, hopefully, we uh, we come back out and we get another episode when they i guess find their replacement but we'll have to wait and see for that yeah i'd like some better news to report on that front but at the end of the day that is it is what it is um kyle shorber no longer a chicago cub essentially and we'll see where it goes from there we'll see what team kind of scoops them up i'm looking towards anyone looking for a designated hitter at this point yeah same here (laughs) especially since the cubs will have that opportunity to do it but That'll do it for us this week. We just wanted to, again, get this quickly out there and uh, get your thoughts, too. If you want to chime in on the conversation for the next episode, shoot us an email, 108bricksPodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on social media and be a part of the conversation there. I'm at Curtis K underscore radio. I am at high underscore I'm underscore buck. I should really get something that's easier to say. (laughs) And uh, you can also hit us up on the social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter, too, on our show's page, 108 Bricks Podcast, on both Facebook and Twitter. Dylan, great quick chat. (laughs) Hopefully we have something better to uh, talk about next time. But uh, as always, we will see you. What happens? Yeah, see you next time. (laughs) 